Hey everyone, this is Matt and welcome to our last pod in our series on shaping your future self as we finish up with the last of our habits to help us through tough times. Now the first four habits that help us handle the hard times are number one, keep my life clean, two, keep my eyes open, three, keep my purpose firm, four, keep my heart grateful, and you can go back and listen to the previous pods if you missed any of those and we went into a lot of detail there. Now let's just jump right into the fifth habit, which helps us hold on in the tough times. And that is number five, keep moving forward. I must keep moving forward towards my goals. No matter what the circumstances are that I'm facing, I should be moving toward the goal because I believe God has led me to set that goal. And so no matter what's going on around me, I got to keep moving forward. Movement is an important concept in following Jesus Christ. You can't follow Jesus Christ without moving because he doesn't stand still. He's always on the move. You can't just find a cave and sit still. No, because Jesus is always moved. This is a major difference between Christianity and Eastern religions like, say, Buddhism or Hinduism. A lot of the Eastern faiths are actually very passive. And the holiest people in those religions who spend their time doing nothing. In other words, the more you sit, the more you meditate, the more you're quiet, the more holy you are. And in contrast, following Jesus requires action. It requires faith. It requires taking risks. It requires movement to follow wherever Jesus leads. Now, of course, the Bible has a lot to say about being still and being quiet and about waiting on God, but that's not the ultimate end or goal of life just to sit still and go into nothingness. No, 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 no. The teaching of Jesus is full of action verbs like go, do, obey, learn. Other verbs like share, serve, tell, and even battle terms in scriptures like fight, conquer, overcome, and win. You see, the words of discipleship and following Christ are action verbs. In fact, the Bible often compares life in Christ to walk or a journey or a race. All three of those metaphors of life require that you take steps, that you move, that you make towards your progress. So how do we do that? How do I keep moving forward in uncertain times? Well, remember that I encourage you at the start of this series to set up a 100-day goal plan for your life. Why? Because I think that's a reasonable amount of time. It's not going to overwhelm you. Just a little over three months. And if you're not just joining the series today, it's not too late to get on board with me. We just started only two weeks ago. And all you have to do is answer one question. You got to spend some time thinking about what's the most important personal goal I'd like to accomplish in the next 100 days with God's help. That's it. What do you want to accomplish? Pick a goal. Join us. So how do we keep moving forward? I'm going to give you eight steps to keep moving forward, even in the hard times. It's predictable that most people set goals, but then immediately forget them. Have you ever done that? Some of you have probably already done that. Some You set some goals just two weeks ago for 100 days, and you haven't even thought about them since. And the reason why is because they don't know or you don't know these steps that we're going to look at. And when people are unaware of what God says to do, and how to move closer to your goal, then you tend to just forget it. Maybe you had a good start, but that's it. Just this morning, as I was writing this, 
I forgot about one of my goals. And I'm on day 14, just two weeks in. I almost forgot. But I remembered in time and started my day off on the right foot by talking and listening to God in prayer and reading his word. Here are the steps for accomplishing any God-given goal, regardless of what's going on around you, whether you got a pandemic or you're out at work or dealing with health issue or whatever. Step one, you have to do this. Write your goals down on a prayer list and pray about them, about your goals. Now for me, because one of my goals is to talk to God and read his word every morning, I unintentionally did this. I didn't mean to do this. As I was thinking about steps to do, I, I just thought that, you know, what's better to start your day off than to start it off with God? Because so many days I get up grumpy or I get off on the wrong foot or I'm grouchy. And so I decided to, you know what, I'm going to spend time with God and get my heart right before I do anything. And it has been awesome for two weeks. I got 86 more days to go. Now, if you've never put your goals on paper, I just have to be honest with you, you can't really be serious about it. You know, you can have vague thoughts, but they become specific goals when they pass through your lips and onto your fingertips onto paper. If you can write down what your goal is and you can say what your goal is in a sentence, then it's going to be pretty clear and you're well on your way to achieving it. But if you can't say it and you can't write it, you're not going to achieve it. God once told a guy named Habakkuk, write down the vision he was given. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says, Write down the vision, make it clear on a tablet so that anyone can read it quickly. Now, that wasn't an iPad. That was like a big stone tablet. And he wrote it clearly. I mean, you got to write it clear on stone or else, you know. A goal must be so simple that you can get it quickly. It's succinct. It's short. It's shareable. Once you notice a promise that God gives us when we write down what God has put in our heart to do and we begin to pray about it. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and then your plans will succeed. So step one, write it down. Step two, make my goals visible. Now, what does it mean to make my goals visible? It means you put them where you're going to see them several times a day. Or maybe you want to put them in an intriguing place that you'll never forget them, like on your car dashboard. So every time you're at a red light, you see that little index card that says your goal. Or maybe you put them on your your desk at work. Or you might put them in multiple places so you don't forget them. Mine are written next to my computer on my desk where I work and I see them multiple times a day. Now, why should you do that? Make your goals visible. Because studies have shown that you forget 95% of everything you hear or think about in about three days if you don't write it down. Think about the message that you heard on last Sunday or even the last podcast you listened to. I guarantee you, you will not be able to tell me 5% of what I talked about. <laughs> Maybe 1% because we forget it. James 1, 23 and 24 says, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Imagine if you can even forget what you look like we can forget anything. Step three, ask God to show me the steps I need to take. A goal without steps is worthless. Psalm 25, four to five says, show me your ways, Lord, teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are my God and savior. And my hope is in you all day long. God will guide you in the steps to take to reach your goal. 
The best example of this is in the book of Genesis, chapter 24, in the story of Abraham, who has a servant named Eliezer. And Abraham gives his servant Eliezer a huge task, a huge goal. What's the goal? He says, Eliezer, I want you to go back to my home country, to my home people, and I want you to find a wife for my son. It's a pretty big goal. That's a pretty big responsibility. I want you to find a wife for the spouse for your boss. It's about 50 verses. Eliezer brilliantly breaks down this big goal. Find a wife for Isaac into bite-sized tasks and steps. And I'm not going to go through all of the steps that Eliezer went through, but let me just mention four of them. He First, he defined his purpose. So what's my specific measurable goal? Second thing he did was he determined his position. Where am I now? Third, he discovered a promise and he asked, what promise from God can I claim as I go looking for a wife for Isaac? And then number four, he designed a plan and he said, what steps is it going to take? And if you want, you can go read that passage. It's a great story on how to step steps towards your goal. Now, the key to reaching a goal are the steps that you lay out for it. If you don't have any steps, your goal is just going to be wishful thinking. So this third step is extremely important. And fortunately, God wants you to succeed in your goal setting, and he wants you to guide you in the steps to your goal. He wants to share wisdom in your steps of the goal. He wants you to know the right steps to take, and you just need to ask it. First, you have to remember, though, that the larger your goal is, the more steps it's going to take. It's not going to happen overnight. Whatever your goal is in life, God's going to do that with you. Because why? while you're growing your goal, God is growing you. And it's far more interesting to God. God is much more interested in what you are becoming than what you accomplish. What is the longer it's going to take, there will be some pacing over a period of time. Because nothing's instant in life. Here's another thing you need to remember. In order to build your faith, God wants you to build your faith. And in order for you to teach you to trust him, he's not going to show you every step you need to take at the start. He's not going to show you all the steps to get you where you need to go. He's never going to give you a life map and say, you are here and this is how you get to there, where you can see everything from beginning to end. Instead, he's going to give it to you like a scroll and you roll it down a little bit and you read it. Okay, go and do that. And once you do that, then you're able to open up more of the roll and you go down. Okay, I can do that. That's next. And once you do that, he rolls it down a little bit more and he gives you just enough light to take you to the next step. He never just lays everything out for you. That's the third step. Fourth, identify barriers to your goal. Ask yourself, why haven't I accomplished this already? And the reason is probably the barriers that are preventing you from accomplishing the goal. Proverbs 27, 12 says the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. The prudent or sensible people anticipate the barriers. They see dangers and are realistic. They will face challenges, but that doesn't mean you can't overcome them. There are always barriers in your goals or else you would have already accomplished them. In fact, you've probably failed at them. So you realize there are powerful barriers that are in my way that have prevented me from keeping this goal in the past. So you need to identify them. And once you identify them, you can begin a plan of attack. That's your fourth step, identify barriers. Number five, draw a step ladder showing each step. Sometimes it helps just to create a little visual tool to aid as an assistant 
to help you. So just sit down, grab a piece of paper, draw two side lines, draw some steps like a ladder. And then on the first rung of the ladder, you wrote down, what do you need to do first? What's the very first thing? And then on the top rung of the ladder, you write, this is the goal I want to reach. And then you visualize steps up the ladder. And at the top of the ladder, you write down your ultimate goal, then you start filling it in. Now, let me say this. Some of the steps between you and your goal, you, you, you don't have to wait on God to answer. It's going to be common sense. And so you need to just sit down and take the time to seriously think about it. And the Bible says you sit down, you be quiet, and you ask God to guide you. And then you just think about where you're going. What am I going to do the rest of my life? And all your life is, is in the future. You can't go backwards. You can only go forwards. So what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And God revealed a lot of his will for your future when he gave you a brain. But we have to use it. Proverbs 14, 15, a prudent man gives thoughts to his steps. How long has it been since you thought about the next step of your life? Or are you just drifting along? And to be honest, I've been drifting for like four years, but I'm just starting to come out of that. It's so easy in life to get into a habit where you just kind of go with the flow. And you kind of lose track of what you're supposed to be doing. So you need to take the time to create a little dream ladder or vision ladder and you need to ask this question what do i need to do today in order to be where i want to be tomorrow what do i need to do today in order to get where i want to get to tomorrow the problem why most people never reach their goals where they want to be is because they can't delay gratification i have to do what i want to do right now i mean think about it if people want to lose weight of course they want to get there right but they have to delay the gratification of those extra calories of the foods that they enjoy. Because if they don't delay that gratification, they're never going to be able to lose weight. It's just one of those things. You got to think through the steps. I have to do what I want to do right now, what I, what I feel like doing. But people who are successful do what they don't feel like doing today so that they can enjoy what they really want to feel like tomorrow. So what do I need today to work on? Bible says that's the why, what the wise person does. They think through the steps. They think through their life. They think through their goal. And you break down the goal into digestible pieces or steps. You heard the old cliche, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? Inch by inch. I saw this on the internet. I couldn't believe it, but I had to say it. Inch by inch, anything's a cinch. Life by the yard is hard. Oh, that is so cheesy, but it's so true. When we break things up into small segments, it's much, much easier to accomplish. Sixth step, enlist a friend to walk with me for support and for accountability. Trying to accomplish a goal entirely on your own can be lonely and overwhelming. Success is never a one-person job. It's always a team. And God has a lot to say in his word about the benefits of working in a team, about the benefit of accountability, about being mutually accountable and giving mutual support to each other. And if you both share your goals, you help each other out. Accountability helps you make consistent, steady progress in your life. One of my goals is exercise. And I have about 40 people online who I have to update every day on my exercise progress for the day. In that Discord server, people encourage each other, say their progress, what they did. And it is extremely encouraging. And I've reported every day for the last 14 days. And each post, someone comments on it. It's very helpful and it makes me want to keep moving forward because I'm not alone in this goal. 
So if you set goals, but you have nobody around you to help you, you're not going to make it. You need people around you to help you. Sixth step, find somebody, enlist a friend to walk with you. Seventh step, realize that missteps, when you blow it, when you make a mistake, when you trip up on your path to the goal, it's how you learn. Don't call it a failure. Call it an education. You try some, it didn't work. Try something else, it didn't work. Try something that didn't work, and on about the 39th time, it works. Then you go out and you teach a seminar, pretend like you knew what you were doing all the time. Don't call it a failure. Call it an experiment. Call it an education, whatever. It's through your missteps that you learn what doesn't work. The reality is that we discover what doesn't work by and what works by what doesn't. Proverbs 24, 16 says, The righteous fall seven times, yet they rise again. That's resilience. Now, I don't know why, but the older you get, you tend to start losing resilience. Instead of getting more of it, when you, you know, like when you're a child, you have plenty of it. When a child starts learning to walk, the child learns to walk, and for 50 times, the child stumbles and falls. No child ever thinks to himself, well, maybe walking just isn't for me. I've tried 50 times. They're going to give up. No. They just get up and keep going. They never stop. That is the resilience you need to go through all of your life. In recovery, we know that relapse is part of recovery. It's part of it. You're, it's going to happen. The missteps are part of the goal of getting to the goal. And as we get older, we start to lose that resilience of being a child and never giving up. We give up far too easily. And I think we need to have the resiliency of when we're younger, that even though a slight breeze can knock us down, it can't keep us down. We're smarter than that. We have wisdom. So why do we give up? We all make mistakes, but those mistakes shouldn't keep us from our goals. One of my goals is to stay under a calorie deficit, and I broke it on Super Bowl Sunday. I celebrated, had a party, ate bad. Guess what? The next day, I went right back to it. And in the past, I would argue, well, I need to eat all the leftovers not to waste food. Then I just quit because I did that for two to three days, but not this time. I knew I'd have this day where I ate bad and when I went back. If you mess up on your goals, tomorrow is a new day. I will simply add one day to the end of my 100-day plan and finish then because I'm not perfect. I'm going to mess up and so will you. When I do mess up, I say, God, I'm a flawed person. But it's a good thing you see my flaws and yet you still sent your son to die on a cross for me. He took my place, my punishment for my sins that I deserve and washed them completely away and restored my relationship with God. And all I did was ask. That's all I did. He does it all. That grace and mercy he has shown me helps me when I mess up on my 100-day goals. Because I can say, that's okay. It's not over. I'll just extend it another day. Because God loves me and his grace is sufficient for me. And that is a resilience we can never, ever get enough of. Eighth step. Take a baby step every single day. Take a baby step daily. This is the most important key to accomplishing any goal. It doesn't have to be a big step. It doesn't have to be a flashy step. It doesn't have to be a flamboyant step. It doesn't even have to be an impressive step. It just has to be a step in the right direction. Now, the fact is goals aren't going to achieve themselves. And even the smallest act makes you one step closer. Even the smallest step is progress. 
Taking action daily on a daily basis every day is the most important step towards your success as a man or woman in this life. Don't let fear hold you back. Paul's a great example of this in 1 Corinthians 9.26 in the New Living Paraphrase. Paul says, I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. Now, what you haven't been doing, when you haven't been doing anything, a small step is a small step. No, it's giant progress. It really doesn't matter how small that daily step is. It could seem minuscule. Nobody even notices it but you and God. It doesn't matter how small that step is. Moving towards your goal, as long as you take a step and keep going, you do it in the right direction. Now, let me tell you, here's what I discovered. You don't need to know all the steps to get you started. You only need to know the first one. And the rest of them will come, as I said, when God wants to give them to you. Some of you are paralyzed by perfection. And what you need to do is to start doing is to focus on progress. Nobody's ever going to be perfect on this planet. So don't focus on it. Focus on progress. Just make progress. And don't worry about setbacks. Relapse is a part of recovery. Missteps are part of the way we learn what works. We always underestimate the power of a small step taken consistently day after day after day after day. Small steps over a period of time turn into miles of progress. The length of your step is not as important as the direction of it. And some of us, we're out here trying to do great things for God, but maybe you need to stop and just start doing the little things for God with great love. The length of your step is not as important as the direction it is. What matters not is long strides in life but lifelong steps, and a baby step is better than no step at all. Job 31.4 says, Does he not see my ways and count my every step? Did you know God counts your every step you take? Every step counts because God counts it. You have no steps in your life. That doesn't matter. Every step counts because God counts every step. That's how much God loves you. The Bible says God only sees every step you take. He counts them. Long before your phone had a step counter, God was counting it. <laughs> That's how much God cares about the little details of your life. Now, the ultimate goal, the ultimate reason of work on a goal, working on a goal, whatever your goal is, whatever the big thing is you always wanted to do with your life, the ultimate goal of your work on that goal with God is that you realize how much he really, really, really loves you. What step, what baby step do you need to take this very second? You don't need to take all the steps. Let me remind you, you don't have to take all the steps today. You just need to take the first one. And it doesn't have to be a big step. It just has to be a step in the right direction. And enough baby steps in the right direction will get you miles ahead of where you are today. So remember that when you're not seeing results and you're trying to follow your goal and it seems like it's taking forever, every baby step that you take in the right direction will eventually get you miles ahead of where you are today. Never forget that. Well, I hope that encourages you on your 100-day goal plan. And God bless, and I'll see you in the next pod as we begin a new series on dealing with crazy, toxic people, which everybody has in their life. So God bless, and see you next week.